0: Hi, this is Dr. Scott Hahn, and you're listening to Joseph Warren with Broken Catholic. You're going to enjoy everything you hear. Today, my featured guest is Kenneth Broswell. He is the Chief Executive Officer of Fathers Incorporated, an award-winning, widely recognized national nonprofit organization supporting fathers, practitioners, researchers, and policymakers that provides capacity-building services to thousands of organizations working to ensure that Fathers contribute to the healthy well-being of their children. We have a fatherhood crisis in America. We have it across planet Earth. And the enemy is ripping apart families because he's pulling out the fathers. So I got the guy who wrote the book on fatherhood. <laughs> this is Kenneth. Okay, we're going to speak with him. We're going to get into it. What's going on here? He brings 30 years of collective collective work experience, managing and leading fatherhood and community programs. He serves as the national director of the National Responsible Fatherhood Clearinghouse at fatherhood.gov, directing and guiding the strategic activities of this organization, and widely recognized uh, national, international resource for fathers, practitioners, researchers, and policy makers. So in a nutshell, I brought on the best for you, Broken Catholic, okay, (laughs) around fatherhood and this topic. And we're going to get into it. And we're not just going to get into it from a high-level standpoint, but uh, in your home you know, point of view, what can you do as a dad listening right now where you maybe feel inadequate? (laughs) You don't feel worthy. You feel like your wife is just more spiritually led, and maybe she should be the spiritual leader of the home. And you actually denounce – the mandate that God gave you to be the spiritual man, the spiritual leader of your home. So we're going to talk about that. Now, Kenneth is the foremost, foremost, most, let's get that word out, foremost authority on fatherhood uh, in the United States. Uh, His work has appeared in the New York Times, the Washington Post, several other well-known media outlets. He's born and raised Brooklyn, New York. He's a New York boy so forgive him for his accent if you're somewhere else, (laughs) um, and currently resides in Atlanta, Georgia. He's the father of five beautiful children. He's an uncle, he's a grandfather, and a husband to his beautiful wife, Tracy Kenneth Broswell. Welcome to Broken Catholic. Go ahead and fill in some of the gaps in that intro, would you?
1: First of all, thank you so much. It is such a pleasure and an honor um, to be here to speak on Broken Catholic. I think that these conversations between... Um, brothers of faith um, are important to um, continue to let our guys in particular know that we are not an amongst ourselves, that we live on this earth um, to live together and to build together. Iron sharpens iron. I think that the only thing that I would add to what you just said as a filler is that by, at, by and at the end of the day, I am simply a servant. I am a servant of God who has one um, design and purposeful um, calling on my life, and that is to speak to the hearts of men. Um, God has an affinity for the heart of man, and he knows that in order to get you to change how you think, he has to deal with how you feel. In order to change what you do, he has to impact what you think. That is our progressive model. So if I can change how you feel, I can change how you think. And if I can change how you think, I can change what you do.
0: Boom. Kenneth, I love it. (laughs) All right. So take a minute, share something personal about you that very few people in your business life actually
1: know. I struggle with my self-esteem as it relates to whether or not I am fulfilling both the calling of my business and the calling of my family. And so it's a day-to-day struggle with me with respect to how hard I push to do this work of working with men and getting men to understand their essentialness and their value in the lives of their children and their community and at the same time you walk into your house and it's seven thirty at night and your wife has been there for a minute and your children are already in the house and they're a little settled and they're engaging in whatever they're engaging in and you realize for a brief moment that whatever they whatever it is they were engaged in you weren't there mm. and what does that do to you over the course of time as you aspire to be this man of God for men, but not fulfilling that calling in your own family? That is something that I struggle with from day to day.
0: You know, Broken Catholic, this is why I bring on guests like Kenneth, because they're real, they're raw, they're vulnerable, they don't have all the answers, they're up to good. And they also get that they're broken like the rest of us. Mm -hmm. And God uses broken instruments to play beautiful symphonies. That's how God does it so that he can be God. And we can't take the credit because if people looked at our past, (laughs) they'd say, there's (laughs) no way you're doing what you're
1: doing on your own. True and true, Kenneth. Absolutely. That is true. I think that you know, it is those areas of our life that we struggle with the most that tends to give us the most answers on how to live life. And so, you know, in those day-to-day struggles where, you know, I struggle with being the man that I want to be in the lives of my family, I also extrapolate the relationships individually with my family. So I look at my wife and I look at my youngest son and I look at the relationships that I have with each and every one of my daughters. And I rate myself every day. And I try to guess whether or not what they would rate me on a day-to-day basis as a dad. I got to ask you a question. I I got to
0: jump in and ask this question. Do you ever ask them what they would rate you rather than you guessing?
1: So, I am afraid to death to ask that question.
0: That's the question to ask then.
1: Yeah. I'm afraid to death to ask them that question because that answer is going to tell me something about me that I may not want to know.
0: BC nation. This is what we're talking about. You're a dad, your husband out there listening to the show right now, and you are deathly afraid of what the answer would be from your kid, from your wife on how are you doing as a father? How are you doing as a husband in their eyes? Because that's all that really matters, not mm-hmm. how we see ourselves, but how do they see ourselves? How does God see us? Mm-hmm. This, this is the thing we wrestle and we're scared. We don't want to know the answer. And <laughs> Kenneth is being such an extraordinary leader right now. Leadership is three word definition to me. It means you go first. Hmm. You go first. Kenneth is going first right now. He's sharing his heart on his sleep, you know, across planet earth on the show with all these listeners and stuff and saying, Hey, this is what I wrestle with. I don't want the answer. I'm scared of the answer yet. I need, I know deep down, I need the answer. (laughs) I don't know what to work on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right.
1: And you got to wait for them to articulate to you, you know, what it is they want and what it is they need. And how your calling aligns in their life with your calling on God. And so I'm a firm believer, believer that God doesn't make any mistakes. That in my life day to day, that with every step I take closer to his glory, that every step I take, whether I believe is right or wrong, that is perfect in his will, right? And so short story, when I met my wife 12 years ago, we've been married going on. Ten years coming up this October, and I met her under different circumstances when I was saved, what not saved, right? And so I would, that's she met Club Kenny, not Church Kenny, and so we had to distinguish, and she was able to distinguish the difference between the two of them. And I remember asking my wife a question about uh, when did she know. Um, I was ready to be her husband because she used to always said say to me the first time she met me God told her that I was going to be her husband, and my response to her was well until He told me it didn't mean it didn't mean anything, and so you know once we got married we had this conversation some years in and I said you know you never told me um, what was it that allowed you to know when I was ready to be your husband, and she said the thing that I never told you is I told you that God told me that you were going to be my husband, but he also told me when, and he says, and I never, she said, I never told you when I just told you that he told me. And I said, so, you know, why keep me in suspense? Tell me what he said to you. And she says something that broke me down as a man. Um, In all my glorious masculinity, right. Just literally broke me down to a baby. And she said to me, "God told me that when I can follow him through you, you are ready." Mm. And what she was saying is that alignment had to take place. that Spiritual if I'm a woman alignment. of God seeking God's face, that I have to be able to see His face through my husband. And if I can't see his face, his face through my husband, then God then you as a potential husband, is not in alignment with what he told me and the blessing he said he was going to bestow upon me. And she said, when I realized that I could do that, I knew that the prophecy was fulfilled. And then I knew that all things would fall in place. She said, I knew when that happened. I knew you was going to ask me to marry you. I knew we was going to get married. I knew we was going to have babies. I knew we were going to live the rest of our lives together. And she was right. And I can't even say anything about it. I just got to sit back and say, wow, you're an awesome God.
0: Mm, God is awesome. BC Nation, you're listening right now to Kenneth Broswell. He's the CEO of fathersincorporated.com and he's laying out his heart, you know, with us openly, sharing his struggles, his messes, his victories in God, and and sharing how his wife knew that he was ready uh, to become her husband. And it's when she was able to see God's face in him um, and follow that leadership. And you may be single right now and wondering where's the, that, that girl that God has planned for you? Why hasn't God given her to you? And your answer lies in what Kenneth just shared. I truly mm-hmm. believe that. And it did for me as well. And mine was a little different, but, um, God revealed to me that Joseph, do you think I'm going to give you one of my precious daughters (laughs) while you're still harmful? Wow. And you could cause her harm emotionally, psychologically, right? Use Mm -hmm. her, abuse her, right? All that. There's no way I'm giving you one of my best. Right. Think of that as a father. Mm -hmm. and and he was right and i was you know mad about it no i won't no i won't but yes i would have Mm -hmm. because i was in a self-centered broken place Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and i had closed off
1: my heart to everyone i wouldn't let them in Mm -hmm. so but think about how how we are as fathers particularly those of us with daughters right Mm -hmm. so we question why god wants us to be perfect for his angel yeah but we don't want anybody to question us on why we want the perfect husband for our angels. Why do you think that is? You know, I think that, you know, we're just human in who we are. I think that I love this term. I've heard many people say this and that is we are not, uh, spirit, we're not humans living a spiritual experience. We're spiritual living a human experience. Right. And that humanness of who we are um, allows us the space to not be perfect. Right? But the uh, thirst to be perfect to be in perfect will, right? To be like Jesus, right? To be like God. The thirst and motivation to be that forces us to live in excellence. I love that. And so when you are thirsting for God, when you are thirsting to be like Jesus, when you're thirsting to be everything who he wants you to be, it is a residual effect that you begin to live in excellence, even with all of your flaws. Mm, So good. And so as a guy that thinks that way, it's not wrong as a human, but you have to respond to it with your spiritual self, not your human self.
0: You know, Kenneth, I used to believe that "be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect." The quote by Jesus meant that I had to live to the standard of perfection, not making mistakes, not falling, not being human with Mm -hmm. a broken human nature, right? And I set myself up to fail every single time with guilt and shame. And how could I, right? But I had this impossible standard to uh, to achieve, this false expectation. And I know a lot of guys wrestle with this. And what I've come to realize is that jesus is not saying be perfect meaning be already there he's saying be perfected Mm -hmm. which means be purified which means allow god to come in and remove the impurities the gold in the fire we need Mm -hmm. to allow god to heal us and we spoke about this offline the woundedness from childhood that some of us men are carrying i call it emotional bullet wounds Mm -hmm. right we we still have bullets in there and we're walking around learning to cope, and whether mask of looking good or not looking bad. Mm-hmm. And but we still have a bullet that's killing us on the inside, and it's destroying our relationships. We're dragging old relationships into our present and into our future, and we don't want to go in and do the work. And the secret, the secret I found, and I I, I feel you resonate with this, is that we don't have to going and do the work, but we have to surrender our ego that's trying to control all these areas of our life Mm -hmm. and invite God to come in and please heal all those areas that I don't even know Mm -hmm. exist in there. Like Mm -hmm. Lord, go in and and get all this stuff out that says I'm still, I could be harmful to your future daughter, my future bride uh, that you want to bring into my life. I don't know where to start. Can you remove all that stuff and give God permission to with your free will? And then we get into what you said, Kenneth, into spiritual alignment. Absolutely. Because most of us are misaligned. It's my will versus thy will. Mm-hmm. And God wants those aligned. What shows up for you in that? For and you,
1: know, and you want to get to the point where you are on automatic pilot, right? And so the most comfortable time for a airline pilot is when they are able to put the plane on automatic pilot. And what allows them to put the plane on automatic pilot is that the plane knows what to do. It knows where to go. It knows how to function. It knows what to turn on. It knows what to turn off. And that's what God is trying to get us to. God is trying to get to live your life in a way that following me becomes automatic and then you can let go. Then you can let go and let God, then you can let it go. And that's, you know, it's the beauty about my life now It's what excites me about getting up every morning to do this work and working with men. Because I don't get up any morning, Joseph, I don't get up any moment wondering, am I going to be able to accomplish what God has for me today? Because everything that I need to do what he has asked me to do is already on automatic pilot. So talking to you is not about me being up at six o'clock this morning, preparing to speak to you for 30 to 45 minutes or whatever the time is going to be. I showed up in front of this camera and in front of this mic to greet you with all that God has put in front of me, knowing that it was enough for you and I to have a great conversation that would be beneficial to any and everyone that was listening to the sound of our voices. That is the essence of what I believe God wants for man and particularly for dads, right? To be able to do it in a way that it becomes automatic and you don't have to stress about it it is that even on the days that you don't feel good about yourself you've at least done all the things that you're supposed to do in order to reach the goals that you're trying to reach with respect to yourself your family and your children take the stress off of yourself like just let go let god give you the obedience and give you the mindfulness and the discernment and the things that you need about yourself be vulnerable, be transparent. I think the one thing that I, that was the most beneficial to me in terms of becoming the man I am today was the moment I decided to be transparent. See through me. I don't want you to look at me and be blocked by something that I'm trying to block you from, right? If it's in me, you should be able to see it. Right. If there's envy, if there's jealousy, if there's graciousness, if there's gratitude, if there's inspiration, if there's whatever it is in me on any given moment, in any given day, you should be able to see that and that not impact how you think of me.
0: I like you and I like what you're up to and what you're saying is so true. To be transparent, to, to uh, just to give it to God, to let God take over. However, I want to add to it mm-hmm. for men out there that are suffering and don't know how to let go, don't know how to give it over to God, don't know how to get to autopilot. Mm-hmm. It's because inside of you there are these deep wounds that have not been healed, you must start with in order to get to where Kenneth is talking about this place of peace and, and just being guided by God in your own brokenness, which is actually a requirement to be used by God. You must be broken, right? Absolutely. But you have to invite God in and surrender and ask God to do the healing in you that needs to happen because God can't use you if you're not healed. If you're still a, an emotional mess, God can't use that. So God must heal you first. And Kenneth, I want to add to the, your autopilot metaphor, because I really, really like that. Hmm. And it, it, it's not that it needs an addition, but I know my listener. And my listener is hearing one of two things. Kenneth, are you saying that once I give it over to God and put it on autopilot, my life, I just lean back, put my arms up, put my legs up, and it's like smooth, life. yeah, <laughs> peaceful, yeah. yeah, right? It's just chill, man. Mm-hmm. I could just do my thing. And I want to add this one thing I learned about the autopilot system in a plane. I don't know the actual number. Uh, per se. Don't quote me on this, but when a plane is on autopilot, you set the destination from New York to California and then press autopilot, the plane takes over, right? The Mm -hmm. GPS, the built-in GPS takes over and it's now on target. It has the end destination Mm -hmm. and it's flying. However, things happen. Turbulence still exists. Mm -hmm. Wind still exists. Uh, Storms still exist. Meaning life will still exist all around that plane, or i.e., you in your life. And the plane is off course and self correcting 97% of the flight Absolutely. from New York to California, mm-hmm. which means, BC Nation, that when you surrender to God and go into the God autopilot zone of your life, which is a, the, where God wants us as his surrendered sons your life is still going to be look like it's off course going to the right and then self-correcting back to, to north, going mm-hmm. to the left, self-correcting back to north. You will eventually end up at the perfect destination. However, there's going to be storms along the way. And I just wanted to add that, Kenneth, right? Mm-hmm. Because I don't want people to get the wrong idea that it's all Sunshine and roses in a straight line uh, to the destination. Once we surrender to God, what do you see? Absolutely. What do you so
1: let's let's take that one more step further to your point about that individual that is was hearing that what you just described from me. And so, if it was unnecessary for the plane to fly, the pilots wouldn't be on the plane. Just because the plane has the ability to self-correct and fly 97% of this time doesn't eliminate the person who is responsible for the plane. You're still responsible you're still supposed to be there. And the other thing is that the functionalities of the plane is still working even as the pilots are sitting there and it's in autopilot. They still have to be mindful of the moment that the things that they've set up in their life is not working right now, right? Mm. And so if something malfunctions on the plane, they got to get up and go fix it, right? Mm. Now they could go fix it, right? Now here's the crazy thing when you're thinking about this. So we talk about the pilot, but we ain't talking about the co-pilot, right? So the co-pilot allows one or the other, whoever is serving as the co-pilot to go deal with the issue while they take over the plane. And when the end of, when the co-pilot deals with the issue and comes back, they say all is corrected and they can go back to autopilot again. So you're still responsible for being on. You're still responsible for being responsible. You're still responsible for being there. Does it mean that you just that things are gonna happen? You know, I have a good friend of mine said, she's a a, a a therapist and she's a psychologist. And she said, um, praying is good. She goes, but I think that God still had the wisdom to create therapists so that prayer works. Somebody has to do the function, right? That's why we all have callings. That's why we all have destinies and purposes and all of those things in our lives because God knew that all of these things would be valuable to mankind, to the kingdom, right? Everybody would have to come to the kingdom with a different Talent set with a different skill set with a different passion for something. And so you think about a restaurant and going into a restaurant. So in the restaurant is all kinds of passions, right? There are people, there are people in the restaurant who are passionate about eating the food, right? But there's also some people in the restaurant that's passionate about cooking the food. There's also some people in the restaurant that's passionate about serving this food. There are people in the restaurant that's passionate about taking your order. There's people in the restaurant that's passionate about organizing and making sure that the business is still sustainable so that you can keep coming back to indulge in your passion. So God knew that people had to have passion for all kinds of things in order for all of us to fulfill our destinies. And so when you believe that your passion is not valuable amongst Passions of others, you're off course. And so passion for me is one of those things that for you and I, Joseph, and I, and I know just, just feeling your spirit through this, through this show, that the passion of doing this show and healing those who are looking to be healed and looking and men who are looking for answers is the thing that keeps you up at night. It keeps you thinking about how am I going to help the next man? How am I, what am I going to say next? What am I going to do next? What is it about my life that's going to feed me in a way that I can serve the people who listen to my podcast better? How can I help the next person? How can I train and stimulate and inspire the next person to help the next person? Right. That's your passion. That's that thing that keeps you always thinking about it. I can almost guarantee that whenever you have a conversation with whoever, whenever and wherever your passion is expressed. And so when they think about you, the first thing they think about when you walk in the room is that's the guy that likes to heal men. Because everything about him tells me that that's who he is and what he wants to do. And that's what passion does, right? Passion allows God to uh, introduce you to your purpose. Passion, listen to this. Passion allows God to introduce you to your purpose. Once you know your purpose and then commit to your purpose, follow me now once you commit to your purpose, God then has the ability to set your position. So what is your position in life, right? What is the position that God has created you for and where should you be standing in, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the throes of being able to self-correct, right? To, to, to deal with emergencies and do all of those things. And when he sets your position, it is different from man giving you a title because man can take a title away from you, but nobody can take away your position. No one, because that is what God gives you in life. And that is why when you're in rooms, right? Joseph, like you and I, we go into rooms and we're just these guys that are just fulfilling our calling of God to work with men. And we're in these rooms and there's PhDs and ABCDs and XYZs and and to the third power and, and X degrees and all these other things. And we're standing in the middle of the room and we're saying to myself, how did I get here? Why am I here? These guys are more educated than me. They're more um, prestige than me. They, they're more revered than me. What am I doing in this room? And why am I at the mic and they're listening to me? Why? Because God gave you the position to do that. And it had absolutely nothing to do with the title you bear that man gave you. Right? And so you walk into those rooms with the authority of the position that God gave you to be able to to pull out everything that God wants to then discern to life from the purpose that he gave you based on the passion that you followed. And so if you're a man sitting there and you're trying to figure out where am I in life? The first question you should be asking yourself is what is my passion? What is that thing that I continue to think about? What is that thing that I can't go to sleep on? What is that thing that I think about when I get up in the morning? What is that thing that I talk about every conversation that I'm having with someone? And if you're not paying attention to the thread of your passion, it makes it very difficult for God to introduce you to your purpose. Kenneth, I could jump in on so many
0: value (laughs) wisdom explosions you just did there there were so many bc nation pull one pull one thread that kenneth just spoke and just see where god leads you with that thread there's something in there for you in what he just shared and replay the show replay this episode go back listen again something hits your heart God struck your heart somewhere in this show with something Kenneth said, maybe something I said. Don't ignore it. That's God trying to crack open our stone heart. Mm. Our heart becomes stone when life kicks it enough time. It shields up. It blocks others out. It stops loving God wants to crack through it, strike your heart of stone. So like, just like Moses struck the rock Mm -hmm. and out came life giving water. This is what God wants for you. So if you feel spiritually dead on the inside or numb or disconnected or unfulfilled, your heart has crusted over. God wants to strike it. So listen to the words. You can hear Kenneth's passion and what a brilliant, brilliant, um, simple summary Passion allows God to introduce you to your purpose. Passion allows God to introduce you to your purpose. What is that thing that ignites you? Even if it scares you, Mm -hmm. it ignites you. Something, there's a spark there, you're avoiding it. What is that thing that just keeps nagging, won't go away? There's something there. Now, Kenneth, I'm going to ask to shift because we got to wrap this up. We're speaking with uh, the CEO of Fathers Incorporated, Kenneth Broswell. You can find him at fathersincorporated.com. Kenneth, before we get into my favorite part of the show, really quickly, in two to three minutes, what are your top three tips, spiritual insights, spiritual strategies for my listener right now? He's a man. He has kids. He has a wife. He's not leading. He doesn't know how to lead the family right now. Mm -hmm. He feels unworthy. He keeps giving it over to the wife to lead. He doesn't want to take the baton and take the leadership. He's afraid he's going to screw it up. He's afraid that people are going to find out he doesn't know what he's doing. What are your top three tips, strategic, tactical, practical, that he can do right now in his life? to get filled up by God, to, to take the step, what does that look like? What do you got for him?
1: You know, I think the first thing that I would say is to stay connected to the good word, whether that is the word from the Bible or the word from podcasts such as this, but allow yourself to always be filled with the good word, with inspiration, that thing that allows you to continue to feel twinkles of fire with inside of you until you're able to ignite it in a way that it lights your own way. Stay connected to a good word. I'm not saying the good word. I want you connected to that as well. But I want you to stay connected to a good word. The second thing is life is a process, not an action, right? And so when we live life, life is a process, meaning that things take time. Things take a Um, number of actions that create something that then leads you to a process that moves you somewhere. Some of the things that you want today won't manifest themselves today. Some things are going to take your commitment to them first before God allows the outcomes of that thing to flourish, because here's what God wants to see in you. God doesn't want to see change in you. God wants to see transformation in you right? Because those things that change can change back. But those things that transform become a new being. And God wants to see you transform. And so transformation is a process. So commit to the process of transformation. And then the third thing is to make sure that you um, uh, 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 use your voice, I was trying to think of another way to say that, but I'm just going to simply say it that. Use your voice, right? Because no one is a mind reader. No one knows what you're thinking. And if you don't tell someone what you're thinking and what you're feeling, don't expect people to react to that. And so find accountability, brothers, brothers that you can be open with. I know that we as guys and we as men and dads, we have a hard time um, creating relationships and friendships. Um, but it is necessary for you to do that. And listen, don't do this. Don't look for one guy to fulfill all your needs. I know that is there is the holy grail of best friends, right? That best friend that could make you laugh, make you cry, make you feel good, make you feel bad, uh, can't make you accountable. Those guys are really, you know, a high, high blessing. But what you want is an account of a cluster of accountability brothers that can feed into you in different areas of your life. So sometimes you're going to want to be around the one that makes you laugh. Sometimes you're going to be around the one that you're vulnerable and crying with. Sometimes you're going to be around the married one that helps you really understand and be a champion for your marriage and not a champion for you. There's a difference between those two guys, right? And sometimes you're going to be just the motivating guy, right? And every once in a while, you're going to want to be around that complaining guy because that complaining guy is the one that's going to say, I don't want to be like him. I don't want he's going to remind you of yourself. And so um, get around a band of accountability brothers that you can use, utilize, not use, utilize um, in the course of your life to get you to be a better you.
0: Brilliant. All right, BC Nation, there you have it from Kenneth Broswell. Kenneth, welcome to my favorite part of the show. Welcome to the confession round. This is where I'm going to ask you <laughs> 10 quick fire questions. You'll have about three seconds to answer each. Don't overthink it. It's just for fun. Are you ready, sir? I'm ready. All right. What's your favorite thing about God? Um, his love. What's your least favorite thing about God? Um, timing. <laughs> <laughs> what are you most afraid of?
1: Losing myself. Mm. We all
0: struggle with something you mentioned earlier, business leader uh, versus family leader. There's a struggle there. Is there any other uh, thing you're struggling with personally or professionally that you can share? Um, Fear of being broke. Fear of being broke. Got it. What did you spend way too much time doing in your twenties? Chasing girls. Yeah. What secret fear do you have about? people. Ah.
1: Uh, ooh, that's a good one. They know too much. They know too much. Yeah. What do you wish you had learned
0: sooner about God? That
1: he was all the comfort that I needed. Mm, so good. What's a new habit you want to form? Plant instrument
0: What's a bad habit you want to break? Sweets. <laughs> Pick three words to describe who you are now. A servant leader. A servant leader. Pick three words to describe who you were before you experienced God in your heart and surrender
1: to his will. A servant follower.
0: <laughs> I get the <laughs> distinction there. And last question, if you could come back to life after you died. Look, your family, your friends, your wife, your kids in the eye, give them only one piece of advice about everything, life, eternity, all of it. What
1: would you say to them? Life is good if you live it in truth.
0: Life is good if you live it in truth. All right. Any final wisdom? What's the one thing you want my listener to know about having a relationship with God versus not?
1: Um, I would say to have a relationship with God is the best relationship that you're ever going to have. It is the one that will confirm you more than any other relationship that you have. And is the one relationship that is always going to remain constant in your life among any other relationship you have in your life.
0: So just to clarify for all the dudes out there listening, you're saying a real relationship with God is actually more fulfilling than Chasing all
1: those girls and getting all those relationships. Absolutely. Now, I will say this, that it was that that got me to this. And that is when I say God doesn't make mistakes. Um, The mistake is in continuing to do the same thing over and over and over, expecting a different result. So it wasn't until I changed that habit that I found God. So don't think that I'm saying to you, just remain in your heathenism, if that's a word, right? And expect to have a great relationship with God. That's not going to happen. You have to learn from your relationship and learn from your life in order to help you become a better person. Love it. And
0: what's the best way for BC Nation to get in touch with you if they so choose? What you got?
1: The best way to get in touch with me is obviously through our website at www.fathersincorporated.com. Um, on Twitter, I am actually at Braswell Kenneth. Um, and then you can Google us. That is probably the best way that if you put in either Kenneth Braswell or Fathers Incorporated, we're going to pop up all over the place. So,
0: And what do you want to say to the dad listening right now that's hesitant to reach out to you, but knows, Uh, something you said today just really resonated and,
1: uh, but he's scared. He's scared to take the action. Mm -hmm. Every day is an opportunity to rewrite your story. And so whatever that story it is, you're telling yourself and you don't want to rewrite it Call me so that I can help you walk through beginning a course of rewriting your story. The problem that we have on a day-to-day basis is we can continue to live the story that we've created about our life day-to-day-to-day-to-day. And because we want to be the story and not be the individual that impacts the story, we find ourselves in a rut. And so I say to you that if you're looking for a, stimulant, a stimulating purpose to call me and to get in touch with us, it is because you are ready today for your life to be rewritten.
0: Amen to that. All right. Kenneth Broswell, find him at fathersincorporated.com. Kenneth, thank you for being on Broken Catholic. You really showed up powerfully for our dads listening today. Thank you for that. And I wish you God's love, peace, and joy in your life, sir. Thank you so much. And the same to you. God bless you. Have you tried absolutely everything and nothing has worked? Have you tried therapy? Have you tried coaching? Have you tried counseling, Christian counseling? Nothing's worked for you, for your spouse. You just want better communication. When you wake up, do you feel like you want to crawl under a rock in the morning time? Is your brain so scattered and foggy at this point that you're not following through with things? You're not keeping your word in the matter. You're letting people down, maybe your own spouse or kids. Do you have way too much on your plate and you're getting more and more frustrated, which is turning into anger? Are you battling addictions right now? Are you an amped up or frantic person with a lot of anxiety and you're off and on a bipolar and depression medicines? If any of these you connect with, then what I do is specifically this. I do not do therapy. I do not do counseling. Those are for people that want to talk about their problems or learn different ways to cope and manage their problems. I don't do that. Reach out to me if you want to get rid of your problems permanently, like be done with the addiction, be done with the medications, be done with the escaping your life because you just feel so powerless in it. If you want those results and you want peace, it's what we all want. We're all chasing it. We had it as kids, we lost it. Life beat the crap out of us. If you want peace, that's what I sell. It's God's peace. So you can find that at josephwarren.net. You can schedule a call with me, complimentary. I'll contribute 30 minutes of my time into your life. We'll get clear on what you actually want. Then we'll see if we want to work together. And that's me interviewing you to see if you're ready. Are you ready to do what it takes? Some people try to come to me, but they're not ready to be coachable. They're not ready to get rid of the problems. Again, if you don't want to talk about your problems anymore and you've tried everything and nothing has worked, and you want to permanently get rid of them, go to josephwarren.net, and let's see if I'm your guy.